0: Welcome back to Presence and Purpose, a show all about helping you build an authentic online presence and live out your God given purpose. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most. But I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Arndt. I built my brand strategy business back in the beginning of 2018 and quickly learn through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. Now I help Christian coaches and service providers do the same. I'm here to help you attract the right clients and build a thriving online community with tangible tips, behind-the-scenes stories from women just like you, and lessons learned on all things branding, finding your people, sharing your message, and so much more. So today I am talking with Ashley Johnson. She is the founder and executive director of Constellation Coalition, which is a nonprofit that seeks to empower women out of poverty globally. In this conversation, we're talking about obedience and following through on those issues that tug on your heart and really doing something about it, you know, doing the thing that God's asking you to do. Ashley is also sharing her strategy that she has used when she was battling fear, starting her nonprofit, and talking about how we really need to just continually be grateful I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode, and I encourage you, if you're interested in learning more about Constellation Coalition and maybe getting involved, um, sponsoring a, a fellow woman entrepreneur on the other side of the world, um, to go and check out their website after the show and learn more. I'm very excited to talk with you today. and uh, Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So I always love to start out my interviews by asking an icebreaker question. So I would love to um, have you share a fun fact that most people don't know about you.
1: Okay. So me personally, uh, people who are close to me know this, but um, I love old movies, like classic movies, Mm -hmm. like movies from 1910 to 1950, silent films, um, the classics. Yeah, I know it's really weird because I'm technically a millennial, but I would rather watch an old black and white film than pretty much anything coming out today.
0: I love that. I'm like that with music. I grew up on like, I basically have the music taste of my dad, which is like classic rock. And like, I would happily jam out to the Beatles um, or the Everly brothers. And most people don't know who that, I mean, people know the Beatles, but (laughs) so I get you. I love that. All right. Well, I would love if you could share a little bit about your nonprofit. You just started this nonprofit. When when did you launch? I know it was pretty recently.
1: We launched on officially publicly on March 10th. Okay. And then the world shut down on March 12th.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I would love if you could share a little bit about like what what sparked starting this nonprofit because I've already told you multiple times that, like, I love what you guys are doing with your nonprofit, um, with Constellation Coalition. So I would love to hear kind of, like, what what sparked all of this for you.
1: Sure. Well, it all started uh, for me almost nine years ago when my son was born. Um, It was our first child. And I would find myself at two or three in the morning, you know, doing baby feedings. And while I'm holding my screaming infant, all that I can think about is, There is a woman in the Philippines right now who is too malnourished to nurse her child, and she's too poor to be able to buy him formula. So she just has to sit there and listen to him scream. And so I would be crying at two or three in the morning for a woman on the other side of the planet that I had never met. And I really felt like God was kind of sparking it in me at that moment that he was calling me to do something specifically to help women, specifically mothers to, to get out of poverty and to take care of their families. And so I didn't really know what that looked like. And about four years after that, I visited Guatemala for the first time. And before I actually went on the trip, I had started to hear about this idea of microfinance and the idea that, you know, business and entrepreneurship is really the key to getting people out of poverty, not aid. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I went on this trip, um, I I didn't really know why I was going. I just knew God was calling me to go. And uh, when I was there, I met a gentleman who was a bag maker in this community that we were visiting. And I saw that he was highly skilled. Um, You know, he was making high quality Items, um, but because of where he was born and where he lived, he didn't have the opportunity that uh, he needed to actually, you know, be able to get his family out of poverty. And really, it was that trip that I, I started to see that, um, you know, it it's not a lack of talent or intelligence that keeps people in poverty, it's a lack of opportunity. Mm -hmm. And so um, after that trip, I started praying and just asking God, like, you know, what is it? What is it that I can do? I want to do something different. Um, You know, I didn't just want to, I love fair trade, I buy a lot of fair trade products. um, But I didn't want to just start one more fair trade business. Um, I wanted to do something that was, you know, different that, you know, maybe nobody else was doing. And, so over you know several months, I would be praying about this, and I really like one day driving to work, I felt like God was saying, you know, you sponsor children through Compassion International and through Lemonade International, and um, you know, but you, I've given you a passion to help women. Why not start a sponsorship program to get women out of like to sponsor entrepreneurs, basically female entrepreneurs around the globe? So that was really where it started, and then uh, it took me about two and a half to three years to finally actually, uh, I I call it procrastinating. Um, and then at the beginning of 2019, I really felt like God was like, okay, you need to do this. And so, um, I spent pretty much all of 2019, uh, doing all of the startup things, starting a nonprofit is, uh, not for faint of heart. um, So yeah, so then at the beginning of this year, we uh, officially launched. And um, yeah, so that's, that's kind of the backstory of how this all came to be.
0: I love that the fact that you took, you know, that that moment where you were like a new mom, and like feeding your baby, like, even as you share that, I can so remember moments where it's just you know, I'm sure like the hormones and like, you're just, you like have this precious sweet baby that you're like, I love you so much. And, (laughs) and then like, all of a sudden just being like overwhelmed with like grief for, you know, other people in other situations. I remember, I think it was the very first Christmas. My daughter was born in November. um, And I think it was that Christmas that, all the stuff like in Syria was happening where like, you know, children were on the beaches. I was like, she does not need toys. We do not need anything. If you want (laughs) to give us gifts, donate to world vision. Like I was just so like overcome with grief that I would just sit in bed, sob and look at her and just be like, Oh my gosh. So like, like obviously that's not, it's not random. Like it's, it's those Mm -hmm. things that God's putting on our heart, like do something. And so yeah. I love that you did something and, um, and so that was, what was that a span of like three years, four years from when, when that was really laid on your heart to when you were. Yeah. it, it
1: It's so the whole thing started almost nine years ago when my son was born and then 2015. So about five years ago was my trip, my first trip to Guatemala. Um, so yeah, so four years from somewhere around four years from when I felt like God was saying, you need to do this to when I actually started doing
0: this. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's like, we have to get over our own, we have to get over ourselves and like our own Mm -hmm. thoughts. And I feel like not even that, like sometimes it's just that we, we just need to have that idea like planted in our minds. And it like takes us a while to like, I don't know, go through experiences or learn skills. I believe like everything happens in the right timing. And so the fact that it was like this five-year span between when, you know, when that idea first happened, when you had your son, um, like that's not a coincidence. Um, And I think that's what's so cool is to look at kind of like how everything... You know, in hindsight, like twenty twenty hindsight, how everything kind of happened, um, yeah. and you know, different detours or whatever. Like, they actually, you know, we learned a new skill from that, or like we we um, became much more like resilient through this experience that we thought was like, you know, game over. This isn't gonna happen, but really, like, it gave us the endurance that we needed to actually do it in the long run. Do you feel like there were any uh, like in that five years or even just like, as you started, you said like the beginning of 2019, you basically spent all of last year kind of planning and, and I have no idea what goes into a nonprofit, but I'm sure, (laughs) I'm sure it's a lot like through all that process, were there any certain like reoccurring thoughts or like resistance or anything that you had to kind of like work against?
1: Uh, most of the resistance just came internally. Mm -hmm. Um, I I know I was telling you offline that I'm an Enneagram six. And so I have uh, the internal committee that uh, everybody's got an opinion. Like I have a whole committee of Karens, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they all have to point out something different. And so, yeah, like the, the battle is real within my own mind of just, you know, is this going to work? Are people going to care? Um, You know, is this going to make an impact? Um, You know, how are we going to figure out X, Y, and Z, like all of those things. And, uh, fortunately for me, I have an awesome husband who's very encouraging and I have a great board who's very encouraging. Um, and just the fact that they've all said, yes, we believe in this idea. We're going to join and and be a part of making it happen, um, mm-hmm. has been really helpful as well. But, um, yeah, most of my, the pushback is, is my own mental battle.
0: <laughs> yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that totally does. I mean, I just finished reading recently, um, Jenny Allen's new book Get out of your head. Yeah. And I mean, that that's all about like all the thoughts that, you know, we think these thoughts and they're so real because we think them. But then when you actually like get yes. the thoughts that you're thinking, it's like, oh, actually this has like a lot of power over me and there's no truth to this thought whatsoever. <laughs> or maybe there's yeah. a little bit of like possibility of some worst case scenario happening. But in our mind, we've like blown it up to like, no, this is in full force. It's happening now. And it's like not um yeah so yeah i mean i that in itself is huge like the the thoughts that we have to work through um and i know i was just sharing with you before we hit record about like um like when i almost started a podcast a year before i actually started this podcast like i can look back now and realize like i was too stuck in those thoughts like i yeah. wouldn't of. I wouldn't have stewarded the show well. I don't think I would have really, like, I wasn't ready to fully commit, um, because I yeah. was still, like, I hadn't worked through those thoughts. I wasn't aware of a lot of the things that I was thinking that was just very much, like, no one wants to listen to me, or, like, you know, there's already so many podcasts out there. Like, that was, like, my reality at that point, and it's yeah. so hard. Like, I'm sure you probably had thoughts at some point. Like there's you know, there's a lot of businesses, there's a lot of nonprofits, but it's like, yeah. but there's not like your nonprofit wasn't out there until you created okay. it. Yeah. It's just all those, all those resistance pieces. And I, I think, because obviously I don't have experience creating a nonprofit, but I'm sure that's a really beautiful thing. Like you said, to have people like on the board who are like backing you up. It's like, you're building a team throughout yeah. that process. And I'm sure that support is huge because you know just getting business support or getting really strong, like building really strong relationships with other entrepreneurs, has been huge for me. Um, yeah, like I feel like when we when we feel alone in these things, then it just it just magnifies that. Yeah. Um,
1: well, and one of the things for me with with dealing with the you know the thoughts in my mind is, um when I, when I finally started talking to people about my idea, mm-hmm. um, and, and getting feedback from people and it was positive and people were like, yes, like this, this makes sense. And you know, this could be great. This is going to impact a lot of people, like just all of the, all of the outside encouragement, which uh, unfortunately for a sixth, we need that. Um, but that was really helpful in, in battling off some of the fear as well because when i would look around at the people i was talking to and i'm like well i trust you like i i trust you to be honest with me and you know that you are intelligent and capable and if you think that this is a good idea then you know that that was reassuring to me and mm-hmm. those were the things that i would kind of go to whenever i was struggling with um you know those thoughts of am i doing the right thing is this going to work and i don't I mean, we're still new enough that I don't know what the long-term impact is going to be. I know what I hope it's going to be, but I, you know, we haven't actually seen much from it yet, especially with COVID-19, because it's kind of put a pause on everyone's life. Um, But uh, it's, I, I go back to those conversations in my mind and realizing like, I have people in my life who are smart and supportive and believe in me and believe in the constellation coalition and um yeah so that's just that's kind of my own personal like battle plan whenever whenever those thoughts come into my mind
0: yeah yeah well i know that like um i was so sensitive to how people reacted when i was like when my business was just this little idea that was just starting to grow and i was so like sensitive to people's opinions yeah. Um, because it's like, you do have to be, I don't know, it's hard. It's like, I respond really well to words of affirmation too. So when someone encourages me or is like, that's a really good idea. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like it's just really encouraging. But then like on the opposite side of that, if someone says something that they're meaning well, but it comes off as criticism to me or questioning yeah. and it like plants that doubt in your mind. It's like, Oh, and so I know that yeah. I had to, I had like a couple moments um, in the beginning of my business where I had to realize like, all right, I need to be careful about like I know these people that I love and I also know how they typically react and I need to be careful yeah. about, like what I'm sharing when I'm sharing it, you know, maybe I share it afterwards instead of beforehand or whatever. And then I was also going to say too, like, I remember you because you're, you're in my group. I remember you said something about like, just kind of feeling like, oh my gosh, what now? And I like, I still really believe it's such a great opportunity. I really believe, especially because like, I feel like it's strengthening the mission in terms of you have this chance as someone here in, you know, a country that it's like, we've got a lot of opportunity still. And yes, like things are shut down, but even still like we're safe in our homes. Like Mm -hmm. we have a fridge full of food, you know, most, most people and not everyone, of course, but most people in our country are able to stock up a little bit, even if they're living paycheck to paycheck. And it's like, you know, we've still got these things in place. Um, And then it's, there's that part of us again, like that, that mama heart where we like our heart goes out to people who aren't in that situation. Like that makes me even more want to help people who aren't in that situation and give them some stability because it's like, we, we all want to feel that stability. And when we don't, that's when we start to panic. And so it's like, when we're able to you know just be like super grateful for what we have and then also trusting and be like god i trust you like you're providing for me and yes you're going to keep providing for me and i'm feeling like i need to help other people who aren't um in as a stable situation as i am like i just see that as such a great opportunity i'm like getting goosebumps as i'm saying that because i think like when when things like this happen it just it like snaps our focus back to the things that really matter and yeah. like it can send us into a spiral or it can make us really grateful. And so yes. I'm trying to focus on yes, you know, the gratitude part of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know. And that's a struggle for me too, because I have, I have moments of just being frustrated that like, cause we were the, the, our first partner organization is in Romania. And so we were planning a board trip in July to visit Romania. Oh. And so we could meet the women in person. Um, you know, my husband and I already know the reason we connected with this group is because the, the girl who started it went to college with us. Um, and she's been there for like 15 or 16 years. So we've kind of followed her journey from afar. Um, and so, but we, we hadn't, we have not visited Romania yet. We haven't, um, like met these women in person yet. And so we're really excited to do that. So then I have these moments of just being frustrated that I can't do that. Right. You know, I have to be homeschooling my kids right now. Um, but then, you know, God also shifts my perspective and was like, okay, but you know, you have electricity, you have running water, like you have a grocery store that's still open that you can go and get, for the most part the things that you need or i guess the things that you want i can, we can absolutely get the things we need um but uh yeah like i i continually am reminded of you know the 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 precarious situation that people all over the planet right now are are facing um you know people in slum communities like the one in Guatemala or you know this rural village in in Romania where you know people are their houses are kind of stacked on top of each other. And, um, you know, personal hygiene is not really high value. Um, they don't necessarily have access to the information that they need to know how to stay safe, you know, washing your hands and social distancing and all that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been kind of a lesson in gratitude for just, um, you know, we're very fortunate in the United States, even like you said, even people who are living paycheck to paycheck, there's still, there's still safety nets in our country, albeit not perfect. Um, but there are, there are safety nets here that other communities and other cultures just don't have. Um, so yeah, so I've, I've been trying to focus in on that aspect of it. Um, when I've been sharing with people what we're doing and just trying to remind other people that, Um, you know, not everyone has it as good as we do.
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And it's like the, because I've had these moments where it's like, it's, it's unnerving to feel like there's this instability and like, what if everything shuts down? Like what if, but like there, there are people that live in those, like, that's not just a temporary because of COVID-19. Also like, you know, looking at You know, I I talked about like the hindsight and you're talking about like, you know, you have moments of frustration where it's like, we were going to go visit and like, it is a frustrating situation. Um, But like the fact that you guys launched on March 10th and then everything shut down on March 12th, like God (laughs) knew that was going to happen still. Like that's not, like that's a perfect example of like, like that's not going to, be game over for the plan like yeah. god knows that that was gonna happen and he still like had you guys moving anyways it's hard to in the moment be like okay i trust you like you know what's happening you are in control because um it's it's just hard we're human yeah like yeah but that that's that's what i keep having to like go back to and remind myself of um and like what I want to, what I want to encourage you with, because it's like, I just, I so strongly believe that, like, because of what I said earlier, like it's such, I think it's, it's going to be used to like magnify like the importance of stuff like this. Yeah. Um, because I love that you are putting the emphasis, well, you're, you're basing your whole nonprofit on like the micro loans and like, empowering them versus like, here, we're just going to like donate a bunch of money. Like they have skin in the game. It's the same with like getting business support. And when you're investing in your business, you have skin in the game, you're going to reap way bigger benefits than if you were just handed money.
1: Yeah. And like, just to be clear, so everyone understands we are not, this is not a program that we've created. We are not just handing money directly to these women. We are investing in local nonprofits that are already in these communities, who are already who already have programs to help these women with job skills, um, helping them start and grow businesses, micro l- lending, like whatever, whatever it is that's going to work for that community and that group of people. Um, we are investing in those nonprofits that we trust and who already have a track record of. Um, you know, of, of creating sustainability. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's not, we've kind of, like, one of the things as I was thinking through all this before we started was just, I don't know how to fix any of this. Like, I, I don't know how to create a program that's going to, um, you know, that's going to help women around the globe, but I know that I know how to build relationships with people. And, um, so that was kind of, that was kind of where the, it, we figured out that we could marry those two things together where we could say, okay, there are people already doing great work. Let's, um, link arms with them and let's really develop relationships. Um, if that makes sense. So basically we want to empower the nonprofits that are already, um, doing awesome work and then, uh, also help, um, women in the U S feel like they are connected. Cause that's the other thing, right? Is like, whenever you give money to a nonprofit and I, my husband and I, we, we, we like to be generous. We like to give to nonprofits whose missions we support. Um, but we don't always get to see the face of the person who's benefiting from our donation. And so that was the other aspect of this too, was like, we wanted people to we wanted women here to be able to feel connected to, um, the person that their donations were directly benefiting. So, um, that's kind of where the, the relational component comes in. I don't think I said this yet, but we, I try to describe this as like, it's like compassion international only for adults. I don't think I said that.
0: I think really? you might have. Yeah. Can you explain the meaning of like how you chose the name? Because I feel oh, like it, yeah. it ties in so well to like what you do. Cause I would love if you could share that, but then also specifically, like if you want to sponsor someone, like how does that work?
1: Yeah. Um, thank you for asking that. Cause I always, I always forget to talk about that. Um, so my son being the inspiration for this whole kind of thing with his, you know, two and three AM feedings, Um, he is now almost nine and he's really into space. Like Mm -hmm. he wants to work for NASA and, uh, he could tell you pretty much, he knows more about space than I do. Like he corrects me many times. (laughs) Um, but so when I was, when we were trying to figure out like what to call this, I kept coming back to this idea of sisterhood, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the connectedness between women and, uh, I kept calling it the sisterhood coalition And then one morning, my husband was like, it's not the Sisterhood Coalition, it's the Constellation Coalition. And it was all kind of inspired from my son with him being into space and this idea of, um, you know, every woman is a star. And so she's shining brightly on her own. But then when you connect the dots between us, we create these beautiful pictures and tell beautiful stories and can be a guidance system for other women. So my son likes to brag that he is the inspiration behind the entire thing
0: I love that and even like just picturing like you're not only connecting like like the women who are being the sponsors but then like those local organizations who are also like they're doing amazing things and we're connecting them and supporting them who are supporting the women like it's just it's such a cool yeah cool, cool picture I love like I love that so how, how does the sponsorship work? Like if someone's interested in sponsoring, like do they talk to them? Cause I know you compared it to like Compassion International. Um, yeah. and like, like I sponsor a child through World Vision. So like, is it yeah. similar to that or like, how does it work?
1: Yes, it's very similar. So, um, the idea is just you you can go onto our website, the constellationcoalition.org and go to the sponsorship page and it will show you the women that are available for sponsorship. Um, and yeah, you sign up. it's a monthly donation, and those donations, uh, the majority of our monthly donations go directly to support the nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sponsor and entrepreneur can start um, sending communications right now it's it's all being done digitally. So we have an email address that you can just write your letters and send it, and then um, our our nonprofit partners do the translation for us and then, They will, um, help with communication from the women to send back. Um, we're hoping to eventually do some like video chats where people can actually talk to, um, their, their entrepreneur. I don't know when that's going to happen now, again, COVID-19. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's basically it. So it's, it's kind of the same, um, like, uh, process as a
0: compassion or a world vision. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, and I know that because I was checking out your website, you suggest that people are like willing to commit for like a two year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We're asking that people, when they start, um, when they start a sponsorship for the first time that they, um, you know, can commit to two years. Um, obviously things happen, you know, unexpected things come up. We understand like, there's no, like, there's no binding.
0: Was, Legal. Yeah, yeah. It's no, there's nothing
1: really binding about it. Um, it's just, you know, you're, you're making that commitment for two years. Cause we really like, we believe that it, it's going to be like poverty is not going to be fixed overnight. It's mm-hmm. going to have to be, uh, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, and so then at the end of two years, we will reevaluate with both the sponsored entrepreneurs as well as the sponsors themselves to kind of figure out, you know, how is this going? And do you guys want to continue down this path? So, um, part of it is just we don't know exactly how long it's going to take. There's no set like you know they're in this program for three years and then they graduate and then you know they're good to go. Because for some people and some communities, some cultures, it might take longer than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we're again we're just starting out, so we're we're kind of learning all of this as we go. But we definitely. Um, believe that relationships are going to be key to uh, empowering women out of poverty.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I even think of like, you know, they're, like I said, I, I sponsor someone now. um, And I also remember like growing up, we sponsored someone um, through compassion international. And I feel like most people, when they sponsor a child through an organization like that, they are basically committing for like, until they're 18, Mm -hmm. you know? And so even like saying like to commit for two years, it's like that, that to me, when I hear that is small compared to like, you know, when I sponsor Mm -hmm. a baby, like I'm mentally, like I'm going to monthly sponsor this baby until she, you know, is no longer able for sponsorship. Like, right. um, Yeah. And,
1: and it's obviously it's different, right. With kids, because there is kind of that, that timeline of, you know, at, at this stage in your life, you should be done with school and you you'll be an adult and you'll be ready to, to move on to the next thing. Um, and yeah, with this, there's, there is no specific timeline now, obviously like if you're still sponsoring the same woman in 15 years, then yeah, that's, that's a problem. Cause we don't want to create dependency. Like the whole idea is to create sustainability and independence for these women. Um, but yeah, it's, it's because it's going to be a little different for everybody and for each culture and each organization and each woman individually. Um, we don't have a specific timeline. So that's why we ask for the two years. Cause we feel like after two years, we should have a pretty good idea of how things are going. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree with that. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Well, so for the people listening, like, how can they, you shared your website, like, yeah, where, where can they learn more? Is that the best place? Or is there anywhere else they should check out?
1: Yeah, so they can go to the constellationcoalition.org. We are also on Facebook at uh, facebook.com backslash the constellation coalition. Or we're also on Instagram uh, which is just at the constellation coalition. So website's probably the best place, but if you want to, if they want to interact with us, um, you know, obviously we're on social media, so
0: mm-hmm. okay. they can join us
1: there. We'd love it.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you again for, for being here. Um, and really, sharing. Thank you for me. yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm so excited for you to continue to share what you're doing. Cause I just think it's so, so cool. Thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. It means the world to me, but more importantly, it helps more women find and benefit from this show. And if you're not already plugged into the Presence and Purpose Facebook group, come join us. I want you to get plugged into the community and get the support you need because we're not meant to do this whole business thing alone. Until next time.